Hi there, everyone, and welcome back. We're going to be uh, starting off this week with where we left off last week. I believe we were leaving Cruz de Ferro. We just said bye to Tim and Tara, and we're continuing on our way. So we hope you enjoy the second half. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Beans Talk Podcast, where we talk about everything travel. Sharing first-hand travel advice and getting to the bottom of real-life experiences in the hopes to inspire you to get out there yourself. And speaking about paces, uh, Yakobi kind of cracked on. <laughs> she kept saying, I'm going to crack on. And I think that's, um, she wanted to be, you know, walking alone a lot, I think. Yeah, we um, have been together for quite some time, but I think she was at this point where she wanted to do stages by herself or for herself which yeah. is totally understandable and it's, that's what the Camino should be yeah it is is you it's know walking for yourself so. exactly so um but yeah we had stopped at this place called Manharin and we had needed to just kind of grab a quick snack and then we just wanted to look around it it's this place where a monk um runs it and it's you can stay the night there if you'd like to it's very it said basic accommodation that's what it was like, labeled as yeah like like very no running basic amenities yeah very basic um i don't know if they had running water or not i know that the reflected they just had candles or... yeah the bathroom was an outhouse that was called latrina and it was a squatty potty it was the nastiest thing i've ever seen there it makes me cringe. It was, just it was like a little wooden hut that was outside. Yeah, the view was amazing. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> had, not on the inside. Well, I mean, you're inside, and it had a cutout little thing to see the view, which you're like, oh, that's nice. But you have this little hole that's cut into it's like the a square hole that's cut into the wood wooden ground. So there's nowhere to sit. You literally have no, to hover. You have to hover. And then you lift this little... like little... wooden plank with a rope handle. Yeah. So you lift that, and basically there's a mound of shit almost peeking up over the hole. It was like those African ant hills. They're like termite <laughs> hills, but it's all poo. And then and there's I... just like a swarm of flies that comes out of it, too. It's so horrible. I had to poo so bad, and I had to use it. And it was just, uh, sorry. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. So I hope no one's eating while they're listening to this. Yeah, sorry if you are. If not, then, yeah, it was gross. And uh, I think we had ran into Steph there, and she was going to stay the night. And we're like, okay, good luck with that. And, like, yeah, we're going to keep going. We're going to crack on. Yeah, so from there, uh, because we had gotten to this high point of the Camino, uh, we were on the descent. So uh, it was a really steep downhill. There was more of these really jagged shale rocks that were pretty rough on the knees. Uh, there were some bits along the road, but um, a lot of it was kind of slow going just to be careful that you wouldn't slip or hurt yourself. Um, but along the whole way, and this point in particular, because the way was getting narrow, at least at this point, was that bikers, I don't know what it is, but we'd noticed many of them just aren't very courteous to announcing themselves. Yeah, they and just they just zoom. zoom by you. I mean, just coming within inches of slamming into you, yeah. and they don't say anything. There's no bell whistle. I mean, again, it's not everyone, but a no. lot of the time, yeah, they just zoom by, and it freaks you out. I mean, because they're moving fast, and if they 
slamming you, you're like you're gonna get messed up. Yeah, just imagine like for a quick second, you know, you move or you like turn around, and what if you got like a bike handle in your back or? Oh my god, you I'd know, be so pissed. You would break a bone or yeah. something. They're going super fast. You get the wind so. knocked out of you at the least. Yeah, I think there became this little. Not really, but kind of a little rivalry between bikers and walkers. Yeah, you just develop this, like, vendetta against... <laughs> this slight the, annoyance. Yeah. Yeah, but... And I then, mean, just to ring a bell, just so you know they're coming yeah. by or something, uh, I feel like that should be a must. Yeah, like, for sure. you're not allowed unless you have a bell, which, I mean, they're not expensive. No. But just a heads up that I'm going to be zooming by at 25 miles an hour at six or inches more. away. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to know that they're there. For sure. You know, because you could even, you know, slip or throw an arm out or yeah. um, take a sidestep and they'd crash into you. So. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, I on this descent, it was also killing my knee. I had to wrap it up. But, yeah, it was a lot of downhill, but yeah. but it was a super pretty day. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, just coming down the mountain, I mean, you could see the whole surrounding countryside of other mountains, and there were just yeah. wildflowers everywhere, and yeah. other little villages in the distance here and there. Uh, super pretty. I think some of the mountain peaks even had a little bit of snow, too, which you were just like, yeah. whoa, yeah. this is awesome. It, so, was, yeah. it was pretty awesome. But I think that we uh, had stopped to get a little bit of breakfast with Yakobi, and then she cracked on but we ended up in this town called Molina Seca which had a really cool vibe to it yeah you basically uh, got to the bottom from the mountain and you cross this medieval bridge over this river and come right into the town and there were a ton of local like teenager kids just playing in the water it was a really sunny day it was getting pretty warm at this point and uh, I had seen Wit or Wit I had seen Jacoby <laughs> at this restaurant and she had adopted this calling for us, which was basically was a go go. It was the best. And so as soon as you heard that, you knew exactly who it was. Yeah, so you knew to stop what you were doing, find where the cacao came from, and then meet up and, like, have lunch or coffee or whatever. So, yeah, yeah I was walking across the bridge, and I heard this go go. And I was like, oh, Yakobi and Carl or whoever, you know, yeah. like, oh. So, yeah, I popped across the bridge and uh, went to this restaurant where she was at, and we both got these huge salads, which were super good. Mm-hmm. And it was just right along the river. There were all these kids playing in the water, and yeah, it was just really nice to take a break. Yeah, and I think so. I, I followed after uh, either Carl or Yakobi. I think it was probably you. And then McConaughey. Yeah. McConaughey. <laughs> McConaughey. Um, Monica came over the bridge after, and so we were sitting down just chatting for a little bit, and a gal starts walking up to us, and we're like, who is this? And it ends up being this gal named Ashley, and she was from Brisbane, Australia, and I guess she had been walking with Monica and Yakobi before we even had met Monica and Yakobi, but for some reason, she had some health issues. I'm not sure if she was sick or if blisters. it was... Was it blisters? Yeah. Okay, so she had blisters, which were horrible. Or was it her knees? That's what no, I'm saying. No, I'm second guessing Okay, see, so yeah, I'm not entirely sure what it was, but um, she, I know she had to stop for a mm-hmm. few days, I think yeah. it was. 
But she ended up recovering really well, and she became almost like the fastest out of the lot of us. Yeah, she was. So she, her and Santiago were super. They were insane. crazy fast, and so she caught up, and they were just so excited to see her. And then she kind of became part of the crew. Yeah, yeah, and we had made it into Pomferrada. Yep. Yeah. Where we had uh, this huge Donativo albergue, and Witt and I ended up getting bunks, which was in this basement area that had the most amount of beds along the whole way of uh, our experience. I think there was like 75 beds. In this one. So close to 40 bunks. Very stuffy. Like basement, all stone, no windows. There were no windows. There was two exits. There was no, I mean, the doors it, would automatically close. I mean, they would swing closed. They wouldn't like lock you in. Yeah, but. it couldn't So have to been, have that many bodies down there with no windows, yeah. it got stuffy. And it, there's no way that that could have been like fire regulated. I don't know. You know? Like if a fire broke out, we would all burn. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, it was kind of crazy. And we were just like, yeah, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, Jacoby and Ashley stayed in different rooms. Uh, Monica ended up staying at a hotel. Yeah. And then uh, our friend John from Adelaide, uh, he ended up uh, going meeting us there, too. And he stayed uh, at the same albergue, but also a different room. Yeah, and so I guess Monica had found a suggested place. I'm not sure where she, you know, found it out. But we went searching for it in the cities, and it was kind of tucked in a neighborhood. It was right in front of a school playground, and it was a really nice, like, local restaurant. And they served us a five-course pilgrim meal, which was amazing, and the food was really authentic. And uh, Ashley and I kind of took shots together and got a wee bit drunk. And um, she sang me some of her uh, beloved Aussie drinking songs. So that was pretty fun. It was pretty entertaining. It was really entertaining. Yeah. So, um, yeah, afterwards we ended up just heading back to the albergue. Uh, I think Jacoby ended up going to bed early and most everyone else. And John was out front and the sun was going down. It was just a super pretty sunset. And he ended up, he offered to buy us a couple beers. So, We just hung out front and enjoyed the sunset. and We got talking with Ashley a bit and got to know her a little bit more. And yeah. she was, like, super bubbly and nice and just, like, instant, like, clicked. You yeah, know? like our people. Yeah, totally. So that was pretty cool. Um, one thing that we found out that night while being in the dorm of 75 people was that snorers As were, our issues most I guess, times. is it South Africans that call them snorkers? Was it? I think so. Anyway, so we heard that their nickname. I think it was Adrian had miscommunicated what Jacoby had said, and he was saying it was snorker. And she was like, oh, no, it's snores. But then it was just something that stuck because it sounded funny. But Adrian was the guy who was like, snorker? What's a snorker? And Jacoby got a kick out of it. Oh, well, that could be it. Or I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, snorkers were kind of what we deemed snorers. And there was a Spanish guy that was maybe a couple bunks away from me. He started doing this thing that I thought was kind of funny. It was a sound like this. It's like a click with your tongue, but it sounded like you're clicking two rocks together almost. Yeah, and so it's almost like the sound that you use when you're a horseback rider. You know, like when you're on horseback and you're just like, all right, pony. And um, so that moment. What? All right, pony. 
I was funny. I had had the exact same thought. Like, a red pony. Right after I said it, I was like, what did I just say? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Funny. Okay, anyways. Um, What it would moment. (laughs) Damn it. I'm going to try to keep going. Um, okay, yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> Anyways, so it would momentarily stop the horse. Okay. Oh, all I can't right. handle it. I can't either. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, it would basically kind of wake them up or it would stop them from snoring. But at the same time, it almost it would, would wake stop up. you from snoring. I've used as well as everyone else from you sleeping so many times. Um, well, yeah, I don't know what it is, but that sound kind of gets the snorers to stop for that a moment. And it, if it's just waking them up, or I have no idea. But yeah, it, it worked. It, it worked. So I kind of interesting. Yeah, I had used it after that for a little so, bit. So yeah, the trick was adopted. Yeah, um, but the next day. We were going from Ponferrada to Villafranca del Bierzo. This would be our 29th day of the Camino, and it was 25.3 kilometers or 15.7 miles this stage. Yeah, so um, we were woken up by, <laughs> I swear, it's like the little things you notice, but yeah. it was... Not so, so little, because this was like in your face loud. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. It was ridiculous. But basically, there were some people, and I mean, some people get up earlier than others, Mm -hmm. and they want to start their day, and that's fine. (laughs) But there was this older group of people, and they were early to rise, and the room we were in is all cement, and on their way out the room, they're using their trekking poles. Which, one, it's not going to do you any good because it's slidey on the ground. But it's you're hearing the clicking out of the, room. the trekking poles out the room. And it's loud. And, uh, I mean, most of the room is still sleeping. And you're are like, you, really? Are you hiking? Are you going up a hill? You're, just, do you you're need going your, out the door. Yeah, you're leaving a cement room. Like, why do you need to clack, click, clack? Click clack on the really? ground. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. ridiculous. And then the big door is a big it heavy door. Automatically and it, closes, and they wouldn't even be gentle enough to. I mean, just to put an arm out so the door doesn't slam because the door automatically closes. Yeah, they were like. But that the thing heavy go. door that would make a huge slam. I mean, just that people are sleeping and the noise. You're like, oh, this is making a ton of noise. Maybe I should brace it as it closes. No, but no, it was. They were coming and going too. Yeah, in and out to the bathroom or wherever, which is fine too. But don't you know? If you notice this door is slamming and making a huge noise, have some respect for you know the seventy other people in the room that are still sleeping. I think we probably need to make like a video of courtesy along the Camino. Just common courtesy. It was crazy. So I mean, at this point, everyone is like, "Well, I'm up now." So a lot of the people are still kind of involuntarily like well i guess i'm up now yeah Uh, some people were still trying to sleep but i think at this point we're like well let's just get up because this is ridiculous yeah um so this day there was a really long stretch where my bladder felt like it was going to explode and the day was super hot and we were getting into uh this town called cacabelos and 
luckily I was able to go into a cafe and relieve myself, but oh my god, I felt like I was gonna die. It was a really busy day as well, so I wasn't able to, like, just, normally I would pop off the side of the trail and just let it go, but I couldn't. But yeah, so we walked with Jacoby a lot along this stage, and it was through these vineyards, and it was really pretty, and we kind of had come up with an idea of possibly starting an albergue, which would be an awesome thing to do. Yeah. But something that we all three kind of said that we might be interested in to doing someday. At some point in the future, yeah. But uh, the walk into this town, this next one that we went into, Villafranca, I created my tri-blister on my heel, which was not so fun. And it hurt really bad. Uh, yeah, we did get into Villafranca. Um, I think just the way it was situated with the surrounding area it was kind of in this like chasm of hills and mountains. So it was almost like a wind tunnel. So it was a bit of a windy town. Really windy. But super pretty place. There's a river running through it. Everything was green. And we had this almost like cave-like albergue that was like a, a small tower that was almost carved into the side of this rock mountain. It was, yeah. There was a couple who started it, and they carved it out of the mountainside. Yeah, so the inside was still, like, the walls were basically the rock mountain. Yeah. Uh, super cool. I think it was called yeah. La Pierna something. Or Pierzo or something like that. Nice. Or Piedra. Piedra. That's, That's what right. it was. Um, so yeah, we, there was a river running through the city and so we went down and put our legs in and our feet in and it was really nice and cold and just had a really nice time out enjoying the sun that day. It felt good to really numb your legs up too. It, just, sure. it felt really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we went to the store that evening to get kind of provisions for dinner. And we said if we were going to cook, then someone could clean. And Ashley and Monica volunteered, volunteered yeah. to clean. So that was cool. While we were cooking, some lady like was taking a photo shoot. It was kind of weird. So yeah, Ashley cleaned. And... Monica got a massage. Monica left and got a massage. Uh, I don't know if she just forgot or what. But, I think she probably did. But um, it was kind of funny. It was pretty funny, yeah. We joked about it later. But we continued to drink wine with Jacoby and Ashley. So I think we had told the story of when we first got to the albergue, and we were all up in our uh, dorm room, and I was sitting on the ground, and I was kind of stretching my legs, and then... Carl and uh, Jacoby were kind of sitting around. Yeah, so it was just nearby. us. And there was a guy that had come up, and he was in the bunk across, and he was kind of changing out of his walking clothes. And, yeah. But he was stripping down, and then, you know, layer after layer came off. We didn't realize he was just going to get naked. And in front of us. he's down to his underwear. <laughs> and we're like, well, surely he's not going to take those. No. Off. And I was and then eye down, level to his ass. Which was not cool. <laughs> so sure enough, the underwear came off, and it was just no shame. And we were like, whoa, right? And it was the um, hairiest butt I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it was a fur butt for sure. <laughs> and so we were telling this story to Ashley, and Jacoby had said, Oh my god, and it was like the hairiest butt. It was like your face and like <laughs> And motion to my face. So Carl... that his ass looked like my face. <laughs> Cause Carl had a pretty significant beard at the time, but And then she was like, Well no, I didn't mean your face looks like an ass. I mean you and was... I knew what she meant, but yeah. we all got a 
kick out of it. It was was a foot-in-the-mouth kind of moment. We were just busting up laughing for a long time. So there were a lot of, you know, ass-face jokes for the rest of the way. Yeah. It was pretty good. But, yeah, um, that night I had uh, splurged for a foot and leg massage, and it was probably the best thing I could have ever done for myself. So that was a nice way to end end the night. So the following morning, uh, this would be day 30, 30 days on the Camino. So this was from Villafranca, and we were going to Osobrero, which is a 30.1-kilometer stage, or 18.7 miles. Yeah, and there were, I think, three different routes to choose from. We chose one of the green routes, but not like the crazy technical, uh, like super difficult route. Um, but it was straight up out of this town, up a mountain, and it was like a good 30 or 40 minute hike, I think. And yeah, 45 we, minutes. We all did it like in one go. I don't so think was, any of us stopped. We all just powered through that shit, which was pretty awesome once we reached the top together. Yeah, so it was me and Wid, and then Jacoby and Monica. And yeah. Yeah, we all just powered up this mountain in 45 minutes. And yeah. Although it was really funny because on the way up, we had noticed that there was this swarm of little gnats or flies buzzing around Monica's head. And then I looked over at everyone else and I'm like, no one else has these. Yeah. I was like, Monica, why do you have this swarm of flies around your head? <laughs> and she was like, oh my God. Do you like, need to wash your waving. hair? <laughs> no, I think it got, it had to have been like, maybe she was wearing like a perfume or something that they were just attracted to. But it was super None of funny, us had right? it. And it was just like, what? She didn't know because it was behind her. Yeah. But we were all noticing this little <laughs> swarm of flies around her head. And, and she was just like, what? She's like, there is really? Yeah. yeah. And so she was, was like hilarious. running from him. So we got to the top. Monica and Yakobi were with us. We took some really nice photos because it was just looking down at the city that we were just in. Um, I did notice on this tree there was a dedication to a 17-year-old who had died. I'm not sure if it was along this Camino that he did, but it was uh, just a moment, you know, to kind of reflect and be grateful so yeah but you see those a lot along the way that was just one of them so yeah we ended up making our way down uh which was super steep i had found that it's easiest on the knees mostly if you kind of run down so i just i just booked it down at the bottom and made my way down and got ahead of everyone just to he went save fast. my knees Monica and Yacobi. So i was down there no time yeah, yeah i Mon- ran the whole way down <clears throat> Monica and Yacobi and i were taking a little bit more time it was pretty hard on the knees and we didn't know about the running down part yet but we did stop in a small little village and had breakfast and on the way out i think Jacoby and carl kind of took off at their own paces but it was ahead of monica and I, I took i left by myself yeah so you yeah. were ahead um but monica and i were walking together and we had stopped at a water fountain and you know kind of doing the same thing getting some water Uh, You soak your bandana and put it around your head to kind of keep yourself more cool. Um, But she had told me something weird. She said, has Yacobi told you what she thought of you both when she first met you? And I go, what? She goes, yeah, like what she thought of you guys when she first met you. And I was like, no. And she goes, she thought you were punks. (laughs) And I'm like, punks? And she goes, yeah, she thought you guys were like a couple of punks. And I'm like, uh, okay. I was kind of confused by it. And I'm like, oh, all right. And I didn't really give it too much thought. Um, but later we we had asked Jacoby, you know, like, did you think we were punks? And she didn't even know what the word meant. So yeah. it was. Like, what, what's a punk? Yeah. Like, well, 
So it was kind of weird, but maybe I think maybe they just miscommunicated something, or maybe she said something that sounded like punks. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, she maybe claimed, she said that we were sharing bunks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But, but it, was, it was just funny. It was funny. And so literally at that moment, both of Carl and I got the nickname Punks. From Yakobi. From so it, then it stuck. Yeah. yeah it totally it was stuck. kind of funny how it came about. Well, yeah. So after this village where Monica and I separated, Monica decided to take the rest of the way up to Osobrero on horseback. Which was pretty cool, (laughs) but pretty funny, too, because I don't know what it was. It was just, you know, Monica was a little bit less of, like, the budget backpacker, kind of like we were. So She was staying in nicer hotels from time to time. Yeah, which it makes sense. And I think that, you know, she was just, she needed her privacy, which totally understand. And yeah, everyone Cam- does it different. The Camino's for you. You do it however you want to. But we were kind of just teasing her. And I think it's just because we love her. And, you know, we were, we like teasing people. I tease the shit out of people I love. And totally. so we were kind of teasing her like, oh, Princess Monsanez, you know, rides up the hill by horseback. It was pretty funny, but yeah, it's totally in good fun, and we, you know, we're not, like, truly judging her. Just playful. It was just funny as shit that she rode up on horseback, but she was, she grew up with horses, so. Yeah, so I had uh, kind of plowed ahead by myself, and it was getting hot in the day, but I really enjoyed the day. Um, The little towns were super nice just countryside towns and we were crossing into Galicia where everything just becomes more green there's just forests and trees and trickles of streams and it was just getting super pretty and scenic Um, but it was getting hot during the day so I was just putting down tons of liquids just again to keep myself hydrated to avoid those crazy headaches I was getting so um, it was working but yeah I, I definitely sweat uh, the most this day out of any day. It yeah. was super hot, as well as the ascent up to Osobrero was um, pretty pretty extreme. Yeah, I was struggling. This was one of my hardest days that I had. I think because I had that tri blister on my heel as well, just made it that much harder. Uh, I did end up catching up to Yakobi, and she was also struggling. We stopped and got water somewhere, and then. Uh, just continued on. There was one guy that I saw walk in with a little piece of paper that said free hugs on it, and it was pinned to his back. And so I had to stop and give him a hug, and he said that I was the only person that had done it that day, which I was kind of surprised. But yeah. it was kind of cool. But, yeah, I think Yakobi and I both were <laughs> – the last two kilometers were really hard for us, and it was really, really hot. And so we were sweating – Profusely, like you were saying, yeah, it was just a ridiculous amount, and I think we were getting slightly delirious too. So we started making these weird groaning noises <laughs> and like yelling. But there was this one French pilgrim who kept taking our photos, and we're like, "Excuse me, sir! Like, you can't just start taking photo." I think he was just laughing at us and thought it was hilarious. But we were like, "Fuck you, dude." <laughs> Yeah. Yakobi had caught up to me, but then she kind of hung back. And uh, I think she was taking a break, and I just wanted to get to the top. Santiago also came by, but that little guy just blazed on past and just disappeared in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how he does it. Mm -hmm. 
But um, I ended up getting to the top and checking into the albergue, and they were saying that that's the only albergue they have at the top of this place. The only one. The only one, and there's only so many beds. And when I checked in, there wasn't many left, and I was like, I hope that they're going to get here in time before. We were powering on, but it was just like, holy shit, are we going to make it? I think the next town would have been several kilometers and like down the entire mountain that we just climbed up. So we would have kind of been screwed if we didn't get beds in this albergue. This is like the highest point. Yeah. And so when we finally got there, we got the last two beds. There were four beds left and we got two of them. There were four beds. Really like cutting it to the wire there. So yeah, we just barely made it in the nick of time. Yeah. But it was like this small, cute, quaint stone village. It's called Osobrero, and it's one of the highest points along the Camino. Yeah. And uh, this albergue had our first communal showers, so that was kind of interesting. There were little dividers, but there were not doors. No curtains. Or no curtains. Door. So I uh, luckily asked Carl if I could borrow his towel, seeing as I only had a washcloth to dry off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, so we ended, uh, me and Whit, we ended up going out to dinner <clears throat> at this little pub, but it had terrible service. The worst. And um, then Monica and Jacoby ended up meeting us there, and we were like, well, yeah, I wouldn't recommend this place. So yeah. we ended up leaving and went somewhere else. Yeah. And um, we just kind of sat with them while they ate. Yeah, we just kind of hung out and kept company. But we had noticed that Monica had gone quiet, and she's usually a pretty big talker, so she seemed like. She was going through going something. through some stuff or dealing with some things or, I mean, we didn't say anything and you know. I think Jacoby did. She's like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> you know, Jacoby's probably one to very much yeah voice her thoughts and so I don't know that Monica even responded to it, but we definitely noticed that you know something was different. Something yeah. changed, so maybe she was just going through some stuff like everybody was. Right. But yeah, Monica offered to operate on my tribe lister. She said she had some experience, and so yeah, she lanced it with a needle and thread, and she said that I should probably not drink so much, which um, I agree. (laughs) Now, looking back, I probably shouldn't have been drinking so much, but at the time, I was like, ah, whatever, and was just drinking whatever I could. Um, And she also said that if she could diagnose me or tell me to not walk, she would suggest that I not walk anymore. And I was like, ah, no, that's not happening. It did help that she lanced it, Yeah, which was good. The other people went to bed and stuff, but me and Wood ended up staying up and watching the sunset, which, I mean, if we're at this high point of the Camino and you just have these rolling mountains that are now green because you're off the Meseta of Spain Mm -hmm. and the sun was setting and it was just amazing. So, yeah. We were just out um, at this almost like lookout area mm-hmm. of the albergue, yeah. along with a bunch of other people that were doing the same and just enjoying the evening and taking think, in the sunset before we hit the hay. Yeah, I think there was a gal celebrating her 21st, so there, she had yeah. like a crew of people, and they, they were, were just having partying. a good time, and yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. So the next day was day 31, and going from Osobrero to Tria Castella, which was 20.7 kilometers or 12.9 miles. 
And this was basically the descent of Osobrero, where Santiago kind of um, had mentioned as well that running down the mountain is a big saver on the knees. So. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, oh, fuck, I'll take anything that'll save my knees going downhill. Yeah, so... so um, we all ran. <laughs> we ended up meeting up with Jacoby and basically ran down the entire mountain. Yeah. And it, it worked. It yeah. did. It totally worked. And it was fun, too. You just had to be really careful of foot placement. Yeah, if you trip, you're going to... Crack an ankle or, shit. yeah, eat shit. You're going to fall hard, yeah. You've got a big pack on your back. So and you, you're moving down. Yeah, yeah. you got to be careful. But it definitely saved the knees, so that was good. Um, but we ended up getting into Tricastella, or Tricastella and booked this albergue that had, like, these saloon-like doors that opened and shut in these little four bed cubicles kind of again um monica stayed at a pension down the road which was kind of they're almost like hotels but a little bit um simpler yeah um we saw steven spencer again which was pretty awesome and then we also shared a bunk bed in the little four spot with a girl named erica which was she was from the states yeah she was super nice, and she had some blister issues that Yakobi and I helped her with. So. Yeah, yeah, but we kind of had the whole crew together, and so we all did a huge, big group dinner in town. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was Yakobi, Monica, Santiago was there, John was there, Stephen Spencer, yeah, Ashley, and then Erica. And us, yeah. And we was, just had this whole big table out in the patio area, and that was super cool. Had a huge. What felt like family group dinner. Yeah, totally. I noticed on this day that I was feeling almost like a sense of bliss or just extreme contentment. Um, is that a word? Uh, you sold me. Sure. Um. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, uh, I don't know, just we had our crew together, the part of the Camino that was working through a lot of issues kind of had been left behind I felt just happy and so this is kind of the part of the Camino where they say that you're working on like your soul yeah or your soul is coming out it's just yeah it felt super yeah you just feel almost like light lighter so yeah I mean at this point we shared a lot of uh you know deep and meaningful conversations and past you know things that you've been going through and hard things that you've gone through on this Camino so you have this unique bond that has been created in this amount of time with this group of people and you just feel really comfortable you know no one's a stranger anymore no you feel really close really connected to everyone so yeah and so i just couldn't stop smiling the whole night (laughs) and we good phase yeah and we walked back to the albergue there was an amazing sunset and yeah, I think after that, after saying bye to Monica at dinner, we hadn't, we weren't going to see her for a little while after that. Yes, I mean, you don't know, but I mean, she had been a part of the group for a while now, but yeah. I think we don't see her for a few stages after this. Yeah, but. So it's day 32, and we're walking from Tricastella to San Mamed del Camino, and that's 21.4 kilometers or 13.3 miles. Yeah, so on this route, um, 
it, there's basically right out the gates, there's a fork in the road and you can go left or right. Um, and I ended up wanting to take this, the longer route, which was supposedly supposed to be prettier and along this river. And I think the Jacobian wit wanted to take the shorter route, I think because of its blister. Yeah, I needed a shorter The shortest way, way possible. Yeah. And I was really keen on doing the longer route just because of what it entailed. So this was probably my favorite day on the whole Camino. Oh, um, the day he spent away from it me. It had nothing to do with that. <laughs> just joking. But, yeah, I mean, another thing, too, is it was my brother Martin's birthday. And um, John had ended up wanting to walk this way, too. So we ended up starting the day together and walking along this road before it cut into the forest. And... Um, then eventually down the way, he ended up wanting to stop and stay at this uh, little uh, albergue off the side. But I don't know. I just had this feeling like I wanted to date myself for once. I know that Jacoby had been doing it for a while. Monica had had quite a bit of moments. And with our usual group being with Jacoby and Monica, I just had nothing against it. But I was just around women a lot of the time. And <laughs> I just wanted a moment for myself yeah. to be by myself. And um the Camino provided and gave it to me, and I just had the whole day by myself. Uh, yeah, I mean, John had split, and I had only seen one biker ride past and then another lady that was eating lunch off to the side, and other than that, I didn't see a single person the whole day. That's cool. And it was just, it was almost like you were walking through the Shire. I mean, it was just through this forest with fog, and there were trickles of rivers that you were crossing back and forth and little waterfalls and just the sound of birds everywhere and it was just an awesome day yeah so um Yacobi and I walked together basically the whole day it was a pretty awesome walk I got to I think learn even more about her and connect with her a lot more we did run into a guy named Cloud and he was from France and he was adorable and he had a little feather in his hat and he was really prolific and we had some like deep and meaningful conversations with this absolute stranger which was pretty cool he kind of had broken English though but everything he was saying we understood as far as uh, the meaning behind it uh, we did run into a random Coke machine in the middle of the woods, which was odd. Weird. Yeah, it wasn't even plugged in or anything. Um, mm. But yeah, so. Yeah, and I ended up making it to Samos, which was a halfway point on my leg of the route, and um, ended up stopping for lunch and just this little town or village right alongside this river and had a super good breakfast or lunch um, just and a coffee, which was just really hit the spot and yeah carried on to my awesome day yeah and then um when we got to sam Ahmed, we booked at this albergue which was really quaint and cute it was family run they were really accommodating they brought us like nice cold beers and Yukobi and I, we, like, really missed family, so we were just going through, like, old photos and having, like, really good cries <laughs> about family and missing them. Yeah. But, yeah. And I ended up making my way, and they had, you know, obviously been there already, so I basically just joined in. and Yeah. Um, and Laura and Julian, they came also a yeah. little later and stayed at the same place, and they had told us that uh, the ban on gay marriage was lifted in the States, and that was crazy to hear because I have a lot of friends and family members who 
are gay and weren't able to get married until that day. So it was really surreal, and there were a lot of happy tears after that. I think my Facebook yeah. feed just flooded with photos of people getting married. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was pretty awesome. So, yeah. Just added on to the blissfulness of the whole day. Yeah, it totally yeah. did. There was a guy staying in the same albergue. We had, he was from Germany. His name was Mark, and he was, like, the most... We kind of felt like maybe he was on drugs or possibly just the most zen, like, spiritually enlightened individual that we have ever met. Yeah. Because he was... His eyes were, like, pure love, and he was just happy as can be and always smiling and the most calmest, so zen, chill. chill man we had ever met. But, yeah, it was almost like someone that was just coming down from the best acid trip or something. It was, <laughs> or just continuing on it. I don't know. Or it's just still there. I yeah. don't know. But, but he kept co- collecting feathers in his hat, so he just had all these different shapes and sizes and colors of feathers all in his hat and that's kind of how we recognized him yeah so that was us meeting mark yeah, yeah. and that's the end of this podcast yeah, finishes just in time but thanks yeah. for listening guys thanks so much you guys and tune in next time for more camino trail tales yeah. we should be finishing up with oh i'm glad we're done <laughs> okay all right see you later holy shit If you liked what you heard, subscribe to our podcast. If you feel inclined, leave us a comment or review. Tell someone you know who might enjoy to have a listen. And feel free to share on your choice of social media. If you want to know more about us or see any photos of our travels, you can check out our website at trailofbeans.com. We also have a Facebook page where you can follow us on our upcoming adventures and get updates along the way, which can be found by searching at symbol The Bean Trail. We'll be back next week. Same beans. Same pod.